Hello and welcome to episode 36 of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, our penultimate episode. This episode is brought to you by Sharpie, just the marker you need to scratch off those teams from the playoff lists. Uh, no, but uh, actually, as always, this episode is brought to you by the great Reddit community of r slash fantasy MLS. Uh, and come on, if you haven't been by there yet, just just do it. Come on. Uh, I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLS Fantasy Boss, a.k.a. Dashdar on the Reddit forums. And I'm joined tonight by the ever faithful Simon and Jay. What's up, fellas? Not too much. Not too much, Reed. Hello, friends. Hello, Reed. Hello, Simon. <laughs> Hello. Hey. So tell me, guys, uh, we'll do a quick recap. How did your teams do in round 33? Um, well, let's see. I forgot how many points I got. I think it was 112, although it might have been 114. Um, but I went up. I'm ranked 102nd now, I think. And I my goal is to be in the – is it? Is it higher now? I checked it like last night. I tweeted it out earlier today. I'm not um, – oh, so That right. was right. So I'm 100th, right? I believe so. so my, my goal is top 100, so I'm happy enough, but uh, I don't know. could have been better. Laren is a boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I got 115 points. Uh, went up in the rankings. Uh, pretty stoked about that, but I was telling Reed before the show, I uh, I manually subbed Kamara in for Grella after the first game, and then uh, I had Dia in for Allen, which would have probably boosted me up higher. But as the rankings go right now, First in our little group is uh, Skyler with and rank twenty. Then Travis rank thirty one. Um, I couldn't see where Jason was because he, I'm pretty sure he's like like three thousand. Sorry, bro. Um, but Guy is seventy ninth. <laughs> I am ninety three. Simon is at one hundred and Reed ah, falling down to one hundred three outside the top one hundred. I will blame that on some uh, some last minute text message advice that that Jason sent me, making me think if you guys weren't in. Whoa, in whoa, the lineups. whoa, whoa! We, Ellis wasn't in. I, I was honestly. Geo or not Geo? Yeah, uh, Geo wasn't in the. He wasn't in the eleven. It was a valid. I I brought Valerian for Geo, and that worked out much better. I'm in in the eighteen. Oh. So, but yes, uh, I got uh, I think 96 points this round. Went down 17 ranks to, to 103. Um, I got caught up where I was at the, the final game that I was helping coach with a local middle school team and a referee just did not show up. And so the game got delayed until they could figure out a solution. And so I had to make some last minute trades um, from my phone and that uh, was not optimal, but you know, still did pretty good, pretty good with that. Good, good overalls. Uh, any general thoughts around 33? I will say for my general thought that what happened to you, Jason is a prime example of the dangers of trying to do a switcheroo double game the team when they uh, in the middle of their double game. Yeah, I, uh, I have not been a fan of the switcheroo at all this year. And the three times I've done it, I have lost points. So Andrew Weeby, change it. Change it now. Well, if you had just waited, if you had had a switcheroo with like a Colorado player, then you could have seen, like if you had Baji in there, you could have seen Grella go crazy and been like, oh, whatever. Except yeah. that he played. So you would have had to have somebody else, but... Well, I, I, I blame older Goaler and Bit Nomad for giving me this strategy. Jerks. <laughs> <laughs> Any other takeaways for you guys? General thoughts? What the heck happened to Sporting Kansas City? Uh, yeah, I'm so happy about that. F-U-K-C. Boom. I've always gone with the hashtag F-O-K-C because they stole our basketball team. But I yeah. like that one too. 
I have to say it because of the whole MLS Cup when Colin should have got six red cards and uh, he didn't. <laughs> and we lost because he scored a goal like three minutes after his sixth red card infraction. But hey, no, no, I'm not bitter or anything. Not a big deal. But there were definitely a lot of cards last week. I think the funniest one was, was Josie getting one from the bench. I can't believe that. I don't even know what happened. <laughs> That's ama- amazing. Just what happens when you're talking smack to the ref, he will turn around and throw you out of the game. It's pretty awesome. There you go. Marcus Hahnemann on the Sounders got one last year, our old backup goalkeeper. And he's like a folk hero for us for that. We all, we <laughs> loved him for it. I'm not sure Toronto feels the same way about Josie. Yeah. <laughs> <sense. laughs> Well, it's close. Uh, but speaking of red of cards in general, we're going to, I guess we'll just go right to the housekeeping right now because there's some disciplinary people in, in the disco report to go over. But first, of course, games start at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern for this round, and every team is just playing one. We've got 10 games, divided up into two bunches, 5 o'clock games and 7 o'clock games. So be sure to have your team set by 5 p.m. Eastern time. Now keep in mind that New York Red Bulls did have their game against Chicago move from 5 to 7. So if you're trying to get some of those guys in, you will not be able to see their roster before it locks. Uh, and then as I was talking about the cards, uh, there were some very unfortunate cards given last week at, that resulted in several players uh, hitting their yellow card accumulations, and they will be out this round. Uh, that does include Higuain and Kamara for Columbus. Big hit right Huge there. Huge loss. Valeri for Portland, and uh, Ka is someone who's also hit his his accumulation that's going to impact Vancouver as they're as they're playing uh, then a few injuries just to keep in mind Acosta did not play last round he's he's listed with a with a possible injury with Dallas so keep an eye on him uh, Tally Hall over at Orlando has a knee injury and he's listed as injured right now so he may not be the keeper as Orlando is clinging on to something like what their seven percent chance to actually make the playoffs uh, we'll get more than that in a few minutes uh, and then there's a big list of sporting Kansas city players that are just listed as questionable uh, as we're going to talk about in just a few minutes with what's on the stakes. I'm, I'm not sure if that's really going to pan out, but, but just know you may want to keep an eye out on some sporting Kansas city players as well. Yeah. Anything you guys want to add? Well, so just that Valeri phantom yellow card. It was never shown <laughs> in the game. It wasn't shown on the box score. I'm very, very confused of to what happened how it happened why it happened because now i have to use a transfer to transfer them out and i'm really upset about um so we will talk we did have a lot of questions this week which is okay because we're gonna break down each game and cover what's on the stakes for each team and then the fantasy options for there but we did have one question i will talk about right now how important or viable at all do you guys think taking minus fours are for this round? I had a couple of questions about this. I have to mm. do it. I have to do it just because of Valerian Kamara's yellow cards, which was obviously a risk reward factor, but, and then I have to also, I'm probably going to take out Allen or Dia, probably Dia just because he wasn't even in the, in the 18 for either one which gives me money enough to bring Laren in some other midfielder and then a decent defender. So, I mean, I think, I think in this game, you know, you're at the end of the season. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're super close to your goal, maybe don't risk it unless, unless you feel that it's going to really get you massive points, but I'm personally taking it because that's the only way I can do it. Um, I don't think I'm going to take a minus four because I don't have to. I wouldn't do it unless you have to. Yeah, like 
You're taking a big risk. You just have one week to make up the four points. That's basically either a clean sheet or like nearly all the points of a goal. So it's hard for me to really see a scenario where your minus four is going to pay off for you super well, unless you're like in that situation where it's, it's like you're wasting a ton of money or the players are just not going to play. So yeah, I think, I think it's pretty rare that you'd want to take a minus four, but I can see the scenario for it happening. I think you guys both hit on the good points. Uh, I would also agree that taking minus four is not ideal. I was trying to set my team up to avoid just that, but as I said, due to some just unforeseen circumstances, I didn't get the really good chance to focus on on uh, my team selection. But I would try to avoid that in general if you don't have to, because this pass round that we just had was basically what you were banking on to make up for your minus fours, I would think. So if you did not see green arrows in round 33, I would try to avoid any negatives for round 34. But Jason does hit the nail on the head. If you've got some of these unfortunate injuries, like I think a lot of players are going to have, you're going to have to do it. And you can maybe expect some people, especially in head-to-heads, to maybe be making similar sacrifices. Exactly. So moving right on, though, that's the one question we're going to like i said break down each each game uh, we're going to all tell you who we think is going to win and the, what the viable fantasy options are just first a little bit of of just uh i guess i've called housekeeping again but so everyone knows the teams that are locked into the playoffs right now on the east we have new york dc columbus toronto and montreal that's the, uh, red the bulls. only team the red bulls not new york city right i call new york city new york city uh, yes, the the Red Bulls. Uh, now the Red Bulls are the only ones that have guaranteed a spot, and they are number. They're going to be a number one seed for that. Of the West, we have Dallas, LA, and Vancouver, and Dallas is the guaranteed number one for out west. Uh, the teams that are out of any contention, we have in the East, New York City, Philly, and Chicago, and then the West, Houston, RSL, uh, and Colorado. We deserve so those to are... lose. We don't deserve to be in it. So I'm sure you guys can easily see that by just checking out the tables. But just so you know, right there, those are the teams that are not going to be and who are going to be in contention. So let's just start out with the first game, Columbus versus D.C. What do you guys think? Um, I've got a draw in this game because Columbus is missing their attackers. I think this is a 0-0 draw. It's at Columbus, yeah. So 0-0 draw for me. I wouldn't take any fantasy players from this game. They all suck. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I think it's going to be either nil-nil or it's going to be uh, 1-0 DC just because Columbus has no attackers. And uh, DC seems to be finding a little bit of form in the scoring department from their forwards. Um, but like I said, or like Simon said, I could see a nil-nil or a 1-0 DC, but I would not touch anybody. So my general idea is with, again, Columbus missing their offensive powerhouse right there of Kamara and Higbain definitely hurts Columbus's chances. A draw would be the best result I think they can hope for. Both Columbus and D.C., while they're guaranteed to be in the playoffs, they are fighting for that second-place spot, which is going to guarantee them a skip of the knockout round. So I don't think they're going to try to hold back because each of them needs some points from this to not have to risk having a knockout game against someone like Montreal or Toronto. So unfortunately, I think that's going to lean in DC's favor because of, of, of Chicago, Chicago, because of Columbus not having their offensive teeth. And I'm going to be looking to those, those basic guys. Like we've seen people like uh, Espindola, 
are, are I think, going to be key for this, especially since Columbus has had a few defensive woes over the season. But I'm going to go with DC winning this game and securing that number two spot. So next we're going to have Montreal versus Toronto. You want to go first this time, Jay? Um, yeah. So I think I think this is going to be a high-scoring game just because – of the two high-powered offenses. I mean, last week, Piotti's goal was just an absolute cracker. Um, I mean, they both have extreme offenses and very little defense. So I could I could realistically see this either ending in like a 3-2 or 3-3. Three, three. Um, and I flip a coin to who would win. I really don't know. I just think it's going to be a high-scoring game personally. And obviously, if you have Drogba, Piotti, um Geo, and then possibly even you know a defender from Toronto that you had from last round. I would bench the Toronto defender or any defenders you have for either one of these teams. Yeah, I totally agree. I think this one is set up to be high scoring. Um, Montreal at home. I think Drogba probably bags a goal or two, and Giovinco, of course, is always a great bet. Um, I think you go with those two big guys if you can get them. Otherwise, I don't know. I wouldn't really grab the defenders either, but you do what you can. I think uh, I think it ends up a tie again. I'll say a 3-3 tie. Ooh. I'm going to go... Uh, I'm trying to think of who... Uh, I'm, on the, I'm on the fence of who's going to win this one. If... If the first game, if Columbus and DC turns out to be a draw, like you guys say, then I think that's that's just even more reason for Toronto and Montreal to play as hard as they can. Because if that happens, since, since they're playing at the same time, they don't know. They are also close enough in points where Montreal or Toronto could get second place. So they do have a small chance of not having to play a knockout round. And I think that's going to be huge for Toronto, who are just making the playoffs for the first time ever. So, I mean, we can definitely expect everyone to come out guns blazing. I think you've nailed the players that, uh, that people need to be looking at as far as fantasy goes, Drogba, Piotti, Piotti and Gio. I think it's going to be Toronto that comes away with the win on this just because of the stellar form that Gio has. And he's going to, even though I think he already has it, I believe, but just put the nail in the coffin for the golden boot. So let me ask you this. So, Myself, I had Kamara and Valeri. So obviously they're both on red goal, uh, yellow card accumulation. So is the better pick getting Drogba or getting Geo? Uh, you know, I'm on the fence because, uh, I mean, these first two picks that I've had, I, I've gone in the face of the home form. I think it's a much easier belief to do that with DC. Uh, but the Toronto-Montreal game is is harder. I'm really banking on Geo's form. I think you have both. <sighs> yeah, that's, I think I think there's I think there's there's goals on both sides. I think you have both. If I, I don't can, think it's either or. Yeah. If I can swing that, I mean, I don't think with the money, I don't. I mean, Geo's 13 and um, Drogba is what 11. So I'd have to yeah, pick one. Drogba, just because he's less money and. Like relatively, I think Toronto's defense is probably a little bit worse than Montreal's. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think like he's pretty much guaranteed to score a goal or two. Giovinco like probably scores a couple too, but price difference wise, you might as well just take the one that's less money. 
Because you have to choose one. Because I was possible. I was thinking getting Geo and then getting Laren and then having a Laren Grella switcheroo. <laughs> Trying it again. I why not? <laughs> why, 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 why not? Who knows? That that's some strategy, but yeah. Uh, I I think you have to have both. But we've identified the three big players. I think that people need to look at. Definitely. Uh, our next game is New York City versus New England. I guess I'll take this one again. Um, obviously, uh, I don't know. I mean, New York City's at home, but at the same time, it's like I think uh, Pirlo was on the bench um, or injured or something like that. And I just, I just think a lot of like I don't know what Christ is doing to this team with his strategy. I really don't understand it. Um, obviously, the only person I pick would be David Villa. Um, New England. I, I just I just feel that they've been so inconsistent this year. I, I would I would steer clear from both of them, but I could see this ending in a one one draw. Okay. I'm gonna take the opposite sort of opposite approach and say uh New England wins five to one. Wow. Wow. I think that New England has been putting it together. They've looked pretty good the last half of the season and uh, New York has like basically nothing to play for, and with all that stuff in the news about Christ and the management change this year or next year, whatever is going to happen, like I think that team has got to be a total mess, and New England like probably just destroys them. I disagree completely that New York City has nothing to play for, but I'm gonna touch that last. First, I agree with you, Jay, that I think this is going to be a, a draw. 1-1 one, one sounds right to me, or even 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah. Uh, I think that's how it's going to turn out. As far as New England putting something together at the end of the season, of their last four games, they've had one draw and three losses. So I think they've kind of gone down a little bit at, at the end of this season. It's true that New York City is out of the playoffs and that New England is is struggling to try to secure that sixth place spot, but they're trying to secure it from Orlando City. So I think what New York City has to play for is to have Orlando City not make the playoffs as their fellow expansion league startup. Yeah. So maybe... Maybe they just roll over and let New England win. Maybe you look at it that way. But I, th- I think that's what New York has is it, it wants to try to not have that. Because it's only it's only happened with, I think, Chicago and Tampa Bay back in the day made it. And I think Seattle <clears throat> made it. <throat> Sounders made it in their day. So it doesn't always happen. But I think that's something that, that New York City is going to uh, – be playing for us to try to not have Orlando make it, which may mean they just roll over. But I, I don't, I don't know if there's nothing I could see those big name guys being rested though. So if, if you're going to pick somebody from this team, I think you stay with win over on new England. Yeah. Maybe go with a Fagundes. I don't think you pick anybody from New York city though. So next game is Philly versus, as we were just talking about Orlando city. Um, I got Orlando City in this one. They've looked better than Philly. It's in Philly. Who cares? Laren's going to score another couple goals, probably. I think it's like 2-0. Yeah, I got I got Orlando as well. Uh, I got a 3-1 scoreline, 3-2 scoreline on this one, just since Tally Hall is injured. Um, I believe it's Ford is their backup. And... Uh, I believe it's Ford. I could just be thinking that just because he was my 
4.0 scrub the entire year. And that just sounds right to me, but yeah, I got, <laughs> I got, I got a three, three, one, three, two scoreline. Um, the only one I would, the only two I would actually get from this game would be, you know, Kaka or even Laren. Laren, I think is a must have. If you haven't had him the last, you know, couple weeks of the season, you probably shouldn't be playing this game. Um, I didn't have him, so I should stop playing. So I don't know why I just said that, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Orlando city wins this. I'm going to, I'm going to buck the system on this one. Even though Orlando city is sitting at the top of the form charts right now with winning five of their last six games, two of their last away games and three of their last home games. That's where all that comes from. Only one team this season has been able to win six in a row. And that is new England uh, a little bit back in, in the middle hmm. of the way, I believe. Uh, I think Philly, even though they have nothing to play for and Orlando has everything to play for because of, of tally hall back there. I, I think that there's a chance that Philly pulls it out just as a never say die salute to their fans for some of the crazy stuff that's happened to them this year. Uh, I think Philly is going to maybe pull this one out as a win, but I do still think that Laren is the best choice as a fantasy player on this time. Boom. So moving on, we're going to go to Chicago versus New York. So this is the, those uh, games that we just mentioned are all the five o'clock games. This is the first of the seven o'clock games that we're going to see. Uh, Red Bulls three zero. Uh, maybe that's even like not enough. Maybe it's going to be like, <laughs> more like four or five. Like Chicago is terrible. I don't really care that it's in Chicago. New York is going to paste them. Um, that is my opinion on that. And you can take any of the New York Red Bulls attacking players. They're all good. What is the standing for the supporter shield right now? Uh, it is New York and Dallas who are duking it out. So this is definitely a time when I don't think New York is going to go easy at all on Chicago. Okay, then yeah, I I think that I think it will be. I agree with Simon. I think it'll be a, a you know a three plus scoreline for New York. I could obviously see. I mean, Grell is in great form. BWP is doing pretty decent. Um, Stasha's just you know, dirty and great. So I think obviously any of those three are fantastic. Chicago. Sorry, man, but nothing, nothing for you. I don't know. You know, maybe Chicago scores a goal actually. Now that I think about it, I'll go like four to one. I'm revising my prediction. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm not going to guess the actual score lines, but yeah, I think you can go heavy on New York for this round. I think Grella is a fine alternative for, for BWP. If you want to try to do a little bit of budget, uh, obviously, I think you go with question in this game, and uh, I believe Miazga's back now, so I would maybe yep. throw him in. Even, oh, even if Chicago does score, I think he could generate some bonus points, and uh, he's still only 6.0, so I think that's a nice little three-team selection that you can go with. Damn, now I'm reversing to my previous opinion, because I was like, oh, wait, they don't have Miazga. Never mind, Chicago's going to score a goal. Never mind, I reverse to my original. 3-0. <laughs> So you gotta you gotta keep up with these things, man. That's that's how it works. I feel like a moron. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Edit. So yeah, I think those are the obvious ones. Yeah, sorry, Chicago. I know they've had some some new coach rumblings, but uh, yeah, it's not gonna happen. So next game is Dallas versus San Jose. Home against Dallas. I'm sorry. Home. Uh, Dallas is at home against San Jose. Um, you know, Dallas, as you just said, is you know going for the supporter shield. Yep. 
Um, you know, even though San Jose has a very, very slim chance of making the playoffs, I think Dallas just crushes San Jose. And uh, I could see also another 3-1 scoreline on this one. And uh, I, yeah, t- typical I Teixeira, Castillo, since he's back, Diaz. If you got, you know, a Quincy or a Wando, I would, I would personally take them out and try to bring in somebody else. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't know. Dallas probably like won't win the supporters' shield because if New York wins, I think Chicago straight up. Well, yeah, I think they just like straight up win, but you know, you never know. It's MLS, so I think Dallas comes out to play, and San Jose. Like I respect them, but they don't really have the quality to stick with Dallas. I don't think. Yeah, Dallas has great young talent. I mean, man. I, yeah, I think, yeah, anyone from Dallas I think is a good option. I'd say those are all fair comments. Uh, yes, Dallas is definitely has a lot on the line trying to get the supporter shield. San Jose is is going for that that spot in in the playoffs, though. They are at 47 points right now. A win could easily bump them up to 50, which if some of these other teams get draws, especially Vancouver or Portland, that puts them right in contention for third or fourth place overall in in the in the West. So uh, I don't think they're as far back as people might might think, especially with the form that Sporting Kansas City has been on lately that, that could not bode well for them. So definitely both teams have something to play for. I don't think they're going to hold back. Uh, if you're going for a fantasy option from San Jose, I think the best one is Wando, but I do think that Dallas is going to take this in the end. So Wando's price might make him a bit too pricey for, for the risk of that reward. Uh, and you guys nail the players from Dallas. If Acosta's back, I say you can grab him as one of your other budget defenders. Uh, he might be able to get some assist or maybe even a goal during this game. Uh, but of course the classic Diaz Castillo argument holds true right here. And I also think too that um, if you have like, you know, Hedges or uh, Watson in there, I think you keep them in there because I, I could see a three, yeah. a, a three nil. Yeah, it could be a great chance for Hedges. Uh, exactly. Hasn't scored as many goals as he did last year, even though those were few indeed. But he could get something off a set piece. Um, and then jumping back real quick, Robles might be an option for a keeper that we haven't touched on from from the New York game. I don't know if you go with with the Dallas keeper. I, I do think it's possible that San Jose could get one snuck in. Yeah, he's still been. I mean, his his saves and BPs have been extremely good for a four point two yeah. keeper. Definitely. I mean, you can yeah, go with him just for value for for cost alone. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Definitely, money is just great on him. So next we have Portland versus Colorado. Well, I don't really have that much of a prediction for this one, other than the Timbers are probably going to win because it's at home. <laughs> and I don't know; they haven't really played like great at home, but like Colorado's pretty bad. They played midweek; they somehow won. But like, I don't know. That's a tough ask going to Portland, even without Valeri. Like Caleb Porter has totally figured out the tactics, and that team looks really good right now. Um. Like, maybe you could pick up Nagby if you really want a player who, like, suddenly looks really, really good now that he's being played in the right spot. So he's, like, a an option that I would definitely consider if I needed a midfielder. Yeah, I think uh, Portland's fans are going are gonna to show up and, you know, make Genwell Field uh, electric like they normally do. But 
I think Colorado is enjoying playing spoiler right now and seeing what they did to Kansas City last week. I know it was in Colorado. I think they come to Portland and put up another 2-2-1, two, two, I think, could be the final score, and Colorado uh, ruining some more West Coast plans for playoffs. Uh, I have to agree. I or Sorry, I have to disagree. I don't think Lightning is going to strike twice for Colorado. Uh, it, even though it's funny for Portland, they actually have a better away record than they do have a home record. Uh, but I, no I think way. Portland, yeah, Portland's won uh, four of their last five away games, and they've only drawn two of their last four home games. So uh, it's kind yeah. of funny. It's, it's really kind of funny. But no, I, I, I just don't think Colorado's going to be able to get together. I mean, you look at before they scored yesterday in the Sporting Kansas City game, Colorado had scored something like 30 goals total with their whole team last year or this season. And then Nemeth Dwyer and Benny had scored 31 total between just the three of them. So they're not a goal scoring powerhouse. I think it'll be hard to crack the Timbers defense at home. I think they may have some bunkering going on there, but um, they're playing for a spot in the cup right now, which I think some of them may have been surprised. That was sort of the weird um, season they've had. With Valeri gone, that hurts. However, I think after the uh, nice game that we saw from, was it Adi last week? Yeah, yeah Adi killed it. I think I think Adi has to be a guy on your fantasy radar for this, um, especially if Colorado decides to to not start Irwin again. That could be good for him. And I also think you could possibly look at uh, Portland's defense right here. Maybe go with the Viafania if you're looking for something that's cheap or if you want to kind of splurge on a guy if you don't want to go the hedges route maybe go with someone like ridgewell uh if you if you want to try to maybe get some bonus points going on but yeah i think portland wins this one against the grain yep yep uh next jason you can start this one out seattle versus rsl i hate to say it i think seattle is going to win um rsl is supposedly going to be fielding a or their A team, um, you know, we're not scoring many goals away or at home, which is, uh, I mean, you know, with the addition of Jaime and Burrito or Mr. Burrito, Senor Burrito, I should say, pardon. Um, Senor you know, Burrito coming up with nothing last nothing. week. I know, and it just, it just, I, I just can't see us scoring really anything in Seattle. I mean, CenturyLink is a tough place to play, and. You know, RSL, I think, has scored one goal in the past, like, three or four games, and it was by Hamasun Olavi last game. It was ridiculous. So I'm just – I have no faith in RSL right now. <laughs> I have no faith in in Kassar. So I think Seattle wins this comfortably 3-1, uh, to 3-0. to nil. I'll go 2-0 Seattle. I don't think the Sounders have looked that good on offense. Maybe even only 1-0. But, yeah, I don't think the Sounders are probably going to let in a goal – and they usually can find a way to score one or two at home. Yeah. So yeah, well, Derek had that amazing save last happens. last week against Dempsey's free kick. That would have been a gorgeous goal. But that Derek, was a great save. I mean, Derek should have save of the week, and it's not even up for contention. I don't know what MLS is thinking, but that's tangent. Oh, Sorry. I agree. I totally agree. Uh, I wouldn't take any of the players from this game, though. Yeah. Like, it's it's a little bit sketch there on the production. Yeah, if you have, even a, though. Yeah. 
Yeah. If you have Javier Morales or Dempsey, I would keep them unless you have other pressing issues. If you don't have any pressing issues, maybe take a gamble on somebody else. But I think both teams feel their A teams. I think you're downplaying um, Obafemi Martins there, Simon. He's I think he had some super consistent production in the last seven rounds. He has only not scored in one of them. So I, I think Oba is far and away the fantasy pick from this game. I think Seattle's going to win it. Um, and I think that Fry could be a potential keeper choice if you're wanting to add some more to spend some money right there. I think I think it's going to be a shutout for Seattle against RSL. Yeah, hate to say it, but... Mm-hmm. So yeah, next we fun. have Sporting Kansas City versus L.A. This might be the game I watch. I don't know. This one has a lot of interesting things to it. This is the hardest one to pick, I think. Yeah. So what's going on here that I, w- I want to highlight is LA is not in the running for the supporter shield. So they're not running for that, but they are in danger of potentially landing in a knockout situation, especially with Portland and Vancouver on their heels, trying to get that second place spot. So I don't know if LA is going to be able to take it easy. Like it looks like they did last round getting, getting five goals scored on them at home. Um, so LA needs to bring, unless they just have so much faith that they can go through a knockout and be fine. I don't know. That's that's the one caveat for all these knockout comments. But LA is trying to avoid the knockout. Sporting Kansas City is just trying to make it at the cup and try to turn around this this disaster that they've had at the last part of their season. So I think this is going to be a game where both teams bring everything that they have. I think there'll be goals, goals on both sides. So I, I think you have to look to the normal people, look back at Keene, uh, look at Nemeth in this one. I, I don't have any faith in Dwyer really right now. Benny, uh, I pick Benny over Zusi. I still, I still like that. Um, Zusi looked good last game though. He did. He, I think I like some of Benny's shots a little bit better. Zusi did have that little chip over the goal to to know where that was kind of heartbreaking to see. Yeah, I mean that, sh- that should have scored. That that should have have been a goal. Um, I don't know. I would like maybe Keen if you already have him. I would definitely keep him. That's like the only player from this game I think I want, though. Like, I, I have Benny and I'll keep him. But I'll make a prediction. I'll go LA 3-1. to one. I think Kansas City looks super tired. And LA, like, sometimes they look listless, but they know exactly how to turn it on when they need to. And this is a game when they need to, so they'll win because they win when they need to. Yeah, I agree. I, I think LA wins 2-1. Uh, Kansas City just does not look good. It's it's funny. Kansas City was doing so well when Benny was in form, and now that Benny's out of form, Kansas City has not been looking very good. So uh, I got LA winning this 2-1. I, uh, I mean – GDS is always he's always good. I, I don't I think Gerard is too expensive for production. Uh, I would only touch Keen or GDS. Um, obviously from LA, from Sporting Kansas City, I have Benny. Uh, if you have Nemeth, I would keep him. If you have Ellis, I would honestly get Ellis out for Miazga. I think that's a great like for like switch. And um, those are the only plays I would touch personally. So I, don't, I don't know if you guys just heard that, but I think we're breaking up Jay's marriage right now. That's how much dedication he has to this podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah my, my, my wife came in and, and put her water down, so I apologize about that. Don't worry. We're wrapping it up for you, man. 
Uh, so yeah, Sporting Kansas City versus LA. I think it's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be the one to watch at seven o'clock time. Uh, the final game that we're going to touch is Vancouver versus Houston. Uh, the Whitecaps uh, win at home, one to zero. Houston looks like a mess, man. I can't believe the Sounders didn't beat them last week. Kubo can't even get on the field. I would not touch the players from this game, though, because Vancouver, like, I think they're going to win 1-0, but I also think that they've looked terrible the last month. No trust. No trust in them. Yeah, I, I have Vancouver winning 2-1 uh, in this one. Ka is out. Ka's been an integral part of Vancouver's defense. Um, but I think that uh, Vancouver does win this one. Uh, I wouldn't touch anyone from either one of these teams. It, I'd agree. I, I think Vancouver's going to win. I think it's too risky for for throwing in your fantasy stock with one of their, their players. I th- uh, maybe not that. I mean, of course, you've got the the Riveros and stuff like that that could do something. I just think there's better options in the other teams that we've already covered. Uh, but I do think Vancouver will win. They've got that second-place spot on the line to avoid the knockouts in the West. Uh, and, of course, Houston's already out of it. So I think they should just focus on rebuilding. So that's it. Those are all the teams that are going to be playing this next round. I hope you have uh, some good picks for there. I, I think we try to throw in a few, maybe little differentials that are in there, but this is a good time to go with the big guns. There are a lot of big games, as, as I hope we illustrated, even with it being so tight on decision day coming up, a lot of teams still have things to play for. And so I, I think that's where these big name players that the teams rely on that we like to go to for our fantasy points are going to come through because this, this is why they're there. This is why they are developing the reputations that we give them and that I, I think they deserve. So wrap it up with some fun stuff so Jason can leave and you guys can get back to choosing your fantasy options. Our community <laughs> time section, r slash fantasy MLS league top scorer for this round goes to BVRD manager of thanks obafemi with 151 points congrats that's a great score which is just nine points away from the top this round which was 160 so fantastic uh, i've loved seeing the scores this year with the league because everyone if, if they're not the, the top they've been really close up there so good job guys uh, and then some big news in the MLSFI head-to-head league. The final match will be played between Simon and Travis. Uh, Simon Simon came over over Richard, our, our friend out there in Colorado. Try to get him back on the show sometime. Uh, and then Travis did did trounce me with my my subpar performing team last round. So that'll be that'll be a great game to keep an eye on. So if you guys have. Uh, a thought on this uh tweet us sometime with a hashtag simon or hashtag travis and let us know who who whose team you're on team travis yo. team simon who you got yo so i tried to ignite a twitter battle with travis by sending him a picture of a really mean looking palace cat <laughs> he did not respond with a picture of a similarly vicious looking cat so he's scared I'm taking that i'm taking that as travis getting eaten by the palace cat Uh-oh. so uh, well nope. let us know let us know on twitter if you're team simon or team travis <laughs> Just saying. It's, getting, it's getting heated it's gonna heat it's gonna be crazy times next year uh, so that's all that we have for this episode. Uh, just so you know, we're probably going to have one more episode after this, so please don't write us off just yet. It's going to be it'll be a g- general season recap where we'll just talk about what we thought about the whole season, the game, any potential changes, 
just kind of like what we did at the beginning with what we hoped happened. And now it's that review. I'm going to be talking to some people at MLS again. Maybe we'll see if Andrew Weeby can come back on or, or somebody else if, if they'll come on to maybe have uh, some of that nice little MLS point of view that we can get. And we'll get some questions, of course, for people to come on and some guests. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. Funny things happen with these guys uh, when they're tweeting during games and uh, before <laughs> games, definitely. So just keep an eye on that, especially Jay here. He just tweets out random stuff throughout the week. Uh, and then if you haven't already, <laughs> MLS Fantasy Boss has a survey that's posted right now. And part of that survey does include the MLS FI podcast. So if you have the time, please stop by MLS Fantasy Boss, take the survey, and let us know in the uh, Fantasy Insider section what you like about the show and what you'd like to see. And, and we'd love to help just make this better for you next season. Uh, do you guys have anything else? Any plugs or anything? Yeah, well, I wanted to just give a quick shout out to the top five people right now in the overall. Um, I tweeted out our rankings earlier, and then uh, Fantasy Footy uh, or Fantasy Football twenty four seven. Good guys. Yeah, really good guys. Tweet us out, but hey, I want to give them props. They're number one overall right now, which is fantastic. Um, you know, one hundred forty four points last round, a total of two thousand six hundred seventy eight points, which is two behind. Uh, 620 Crush, which is Dan Myers. I don't know who that is. Uh, Barbara Red, which I'm assuming that's the Bransons, because I've never heard of them before or her before. No, but uh, for real, like, good job, Barbara. And then um, <laughs> um, I think it's uh, Mido or Mido21. He's a chat regular. He's in fourth, which is fantastic with the 26, 26 points. And then um, dropping one spot is Ninja Skirtles. Um, I believe it's Karan Met, who. Uh, was helping us out with the dugout FC league, but that's top five, you know, having three of the five people that we know, that's, that's pretty awesome. So, you know, props to you guys. High five. That's fantastic. I always yeah, thought it was right. Mito. Mito. That's what it I always be, thought. Yeah. Mito. Well, you know, I mean, you, you are the pronunciation master this year. So. Uh, for some names, for some <laughs> names, I have a, I have a, I have a bit better pronunciation chance on names that could potentially be, be Japanese, but, uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely not for some things. So, but yeah, that's great. Uh, I love seeing the people there and, uh, let us know if you do listen to the show and you are in that, that top five, top 10, top 20 ish area, uh, let us know. Maybe we'll try to get you on for the final or, uh, or something next, next season. It'll be, it'll be great to get some more people involved. Definitely. All right. Yeah. Well, if you guys have nothing else. No. That is Go Utes. Go Utes for, <laughs> for, for NCAA football playing against USC number three in the nation. Go Utes. Wrong, wrong football, my friend. I don't care. Wrong hand football. Egg. Hand egg. There you go. go. Go hand egg. All right. Well, you guys have good luck in this last game of the season. It's been fun. One more episode. Don't forget. Good luck. <laughs>